Is it okay to have a fixed end podcast? This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast, the show where I talk to you and share uh, experiences of other lawyers who podcast and use the power of podcasting and growing their businesses and marketing and and building their authority in the marketplace and so on, or just having a good time. And um, I am uh, I'm here to talk today about the use of fixed end podcasts. And what I mean by a fixed end podcast is that you have a show that has a limited number of episodes and is going to end when that number is reached. So you have, I don't know, maybe your topic has a logical 10 or 12 or 20 uh, chunks that you can break it up into and talk about for for the show and then you're done and you don't need to um, uh, go back and, and cover that same material again and again. So why would you want to do this? Well, obviously, um, <clears throat> we um, we lawyers like to be concise and to keep things focused and have a limited scope to things to limit, obviously, the size and and uh, commitment involved in in making a project. It's uh, to save time and and to avoid that rehashing that I talked about. But I'll tell you, you know, the prevailing wisdom among podcasters and podcast gurus is that you should continue and keep on publishing week after week after week after week, and that that is. Um, uh, an important component to to be a podcast, and I'm going to take a little bit of an issue with that. Yes, it is important for SEO purposes and 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 discoverability of your show, and I'll talk about that in a little bit later on. But I think that if you're marketing a professional services practices, there there are ways to use creating a podcast and use the technology and and um, and publish your episodes and then reuse them in ways that can be very beneficial for your practice, can help you a great deal with. Um, <clears throat> discoverability on the web, maybe not in, in iTunes and the other podcast uh, stores. But you know, let's remember the focus here is on marketing the practice and growing our business. So um, if it's not about just becoming famous for a particular topic, then then I, I think that it's okay to stop when you get to an, a you know logical ending point. And I'll talk about some strategies for doing that and, and strategies for using podcasting in, in some different kinds of ways. If you have multiple practice areas, for example, you might want to have a podcast for each of those practice areas, but it may be too much work and too much energy and, and expenditure of, of resources, time and energy and money, of course, to um, – to do them all sort of simultaneously or, or in, in tandem or whatever. So, uh, it may be beneficial to have, you know, a, a package of episodes, a bundle. So is it okay to do this? I say yes. If you think of teaching as the metaphor, just like an episode, a podcast can have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So can the series of the podcast have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And if you're teaching a course, the course will have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's, it, there's a logical uh, structure and sequence to things. And I think it's okay to do that. If you're going to do a, 
a, a podcast series about what to do if you get in an accident and someone is injured or just an accident um, situation. You, you could theoretically do 10 episodes on the things to watch out for if you have a vehicle accident, a motor vehicle accident or something like that. And you could cover those different things in a way that's useful to the layperson, to the audience that's going to eventually be looking for an accident attorney and – you know, yes, nobody's going to – or I shouldn't say nobody, but relatively few people are going to subscribe to a podcast like that on iTunes and expect to get a new episode every week and tune in religiously and all that kind of thing. But people will be searching on the web for those kinds of things. And if you have a, a bundle of episodes listed on a web page on your on your site or or uh, something like that with good informative blog posts and, and keywords, I think it can be very beneficial to have that library of content for your audience to download and listen to. And you might even use those those um, uh, podcast episodes to do video or to include uh, PDF downloads and things like that that you can use. And, you know, it, there are some interesting uh, nuances to this, to this technology that you can employ to, uh, to be, to make a very useful, essentially a short course for your audience. And uh, it doesn't have to be something that's done weekly. You could batch it, for example. So I think that if you tell your audience what you're doing, this can work. The important thing is if you know you're going to do a 10-episode cycle, then you say in in every episode, hey, this is episode one of 10 of our podcast episodes about XYZ. And there you go. And then nobody is expecting that this is going to go beyond number 10. And if it does, then great. You can do number 11. Hey, a bonus episode for you about you know whatever. And that doesn't have to happen right in sequence. That could happen weeks or months later. So the strategy I would suggest if you're going to do this is, as I said, tell the audience what you're doing and plan out a curriculum and then deliver it with, you know, the first episode could even be sort of, you know, here's the syllabus. Here's what we're going to cover. Very much like teaching a college class or something like that. And you move through the topics and you talk, cover them and you give your your lecture essentially uh, or you do interviews. You bring in experts to talk about various aspects of it and so on and so forth. And then and then you you stop and your episodes your your show is done. Now the um, the strategy is then you could then have several of these kinds of series for your various practice areas. So the question is: Is it better to focus on one of those at a time and then be done with those ten and move on to the next one, or is it better to do alternating weeks? You know, that's up to you. That's that's sort of for you to decide how you think you want to do it. The nice thing about this approach is, if you know you're doing a limited number of episodes, you could sit down and record all of them in one day and just batch the thing, and then either release it over time or deliver it all at once. You know, sit down and write it one week, and the next week you go and you record the episodes. And by the way, short episodes work great in this in this uh, kind of a mode because you could do, you know, rather than 10 hour long episodes, you could do 20, 30 minute episodes or 40, <laughs> 15 minute episodes or whatever. Keep it nice and short. Give it bite sized chunks for the audience to find. And if you organize it by, by topic and by, um, uh, or, or a chronological sequence of what to expect after there's been an accident or something like that, then um, uh, I think it can be very powerful and effective. Now the downside of all this is that uh, search engine optimization tools and Google and those kind of things, they do prefer fresh content. So once the content has been up on a website for a while, it's going to lose its position in the rankings 
on uh, on iTunes. But there are some strategies you can do to address that. One is to republish the posts from time to time as new material with a you know change the blog post and and so on, or republish the episode with an entirely new blog post. Um, iTunes rankings also tend to fall as you get. Um, more mature, I'll say, more as, as episodes get older, uh, the thinking being that they get a little stale. But again, if you're searching for a very narrow topic, um, uh, you know, it's still going to show up and be, and be, be accessible. Uh, I think the other search, the other uh, podcast uh, directories have similar algorithms and things. Um, and some folks do actually look at how old the episode is before they decide whether they're going to, um, uh, you know, listen and consume that particular content. But again, I think if you focus on creating evergreen material that is topic specific that people are going to be searching for, you can be very, um, uh, very strong in the space. Uh, I'll tell you this strategy, as I said, is a great way to develop a course. You do it as a podcast first. You could this could even be a paid course that you create. You do it as a podcast first. You get your feedback. Maybe you go back and re-record episodes if you need to. But then you can release that course as a bundle. You can teach almost anything using audio or video or both. And uh, you can have a page on your website where you capture email addresses for folks and then deliver the episodes to them by email or let them subscribe to the RSS. You don't have to list a podcast in iTunes for it to be effective and to be downloadable as a podcast. If you keep the RSS feed address secret, uh, relatively speaking secret, you can, like I said, collect email addresses from prospects who are interested in the subject matter. You can tell them, I have a 10-episode mini course available for you if you've had a motorcycle accident. Come on uh, come on in here and check out this thing. Just give us your email address and we will send you the episodes. And then you can you could send each day a new, a new episode that talks about whatever aspect of motorcycle injury accident uh, – Excuse me, motorcycle accident injury uh, law you're you're covering or something like that. So, what's important for law firm marketing is that the content you create has to be rock solid, evergreen content. And by evergreen, I mean content that will be useful to people not just this week, but next month, next year, maybe even next decade. And if you're going to do this kind of short term um, fixed end strategy, you need to. Uh, you need to make sure your content is really solid. And you want to be sure that you're writing rich content in the blog posts that come with the podcast episodes. So the content will be found when people search the web. And you want to think about using long tail keywords. Those are those, you know, uh, super specific, detailed descriptions of what's going on in the episode um, and what the subject is, so that when people are searching for those words, they're going to find what you need and not just, uh, you know, uh, South Carolina accident attorney uh, Raleigh, you know, or something like that. So um, you don't want to be uh, using that kind of keyword strategy in your blog posts for your, your podcast episodes. You want to talk about what your subject of your episodes is. And so I think it's a, it's a useful strategy. But I think there are other ways to accomplish a very similar thing and still have an ongoing podcast. First of all, setting up a new podcast for each of your practice areas might be troublesome and, and a bit of a hassle. So it might make sense just to break up the um, the content by subject matter category and, and you know include that subject matter in the title of the episode so you can sort by it, for example. Or um, or do it chronologically. So, you know, 
um, in the first quarter of the year you're talking about one topic and in the next quarter you're talking about another and you can sort of have a theme to the next six or eight or ten or twelve episodes and then move on to a new theme or subject area, practice area, whatever. Uh, so that's one, one approach. Another approach is to use seasons. Now some, very much like the TV and, and, and well, the TV business has done seasons quite effectively for a while now. And, um, maybe the thing to do is just to say, you're going to do 10 episodes and then you're going to take a break for a while and come back and do another series or another season about such and such. And the season doesn't have to be an annual thing. It could be quarterly or, or biannual or, or, or is that semi-annual? Uh, semi-annual, excuse me, uh, or something like that. And um, I, I think that can also be very powerful. And that also allows you to use your law firm branding to have consistency in the in the podcast name and title, if, if it makes sense to do that, and then uh, uh, have the different subject areas. And it may be a useful way to show your existing audience the breadth of the of the things that your firm does. After all, cross-promoting between practice areas within a firm is a tremendously important way to generate uh, more business from existing clients. If your clients think of you as business lawyers but you also have uh, lawyers that do family law, then you want those business clients to know that you have family lawyers in-house or let's say you have uh, intellectual property as a practice area but you also handle – uh, trusts and estates, same thing. You want your IP clients to know that you do trust work and vice versa. So um, I, I think that uh, you know there's there's a benefit to doing it either way. You you can be very focused and narrow in your topic, and therefore be found in in the search engines and the and the directories uh, by staying narrow on topic. But there's also something to be said for having your topics be. Um, uh, clustered under the under the law firm umbrella. So you sort of have to decide which way is best for you and your marketing goals. Give it some thought and uh, and do consider that having multiple podcasts can be uh, on different topics can be a little unwieldy from a from a management sense, you know, having to manage the files and the data storage and things like that. It's definitely doable and um, one of the techniques that I would recommend if you are going to do that is under one uh, uh, media storage um, account, for example, with Libsyn or Blueberry, you could just make sure that your file names very clearly indicate which show it is. So, for example, this show is called the Law Podcasting Podcast, and episodes are LPP. 001, 002, and so on. And my other show is Entertainment Law Update. The episodes of that one are are titled ELU 001 and things like that. So uh, that's how I can tell them apart very easily when I'm looking at that file storage uh, library and uh, know which episodes I'm trying to link and so on. But I think this is worth giving a try if you're, if you're thinking about just getting your feet wet with podcasting but maybe don't feel that you have a full uh, – you know, year or more of content, you know, 50, 100 episodes in you, uh, start by planning to do 10 episodes and see how it feels. You can always change your mind after you, you know, you're the, yes, you're going to have made that announcement in episode one saying, hey, we're doing a 10 episode series on the subject of XYZ. There's nothing to stop you from reaching episode 10 and saying, you know, we started out to do 10, but we've decided to continue. We're getting such great feedback, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and there you go. So, I think that's a. I think this is a viable approach for folks that are time crunched and sensitive to the to the commitment that it might make to to doing um, an episode every week. But I think also, if you decide to do a short run, and you'll you may 
find that you enjoy it and you get into doing it every week and it becomes a habit, a part of the routine and, uh, and you'll find that you really enjoy podcasting. So that is, uh, that is about what I have to say for this episode of the law podcasting podcast. And I'm going to just run this little ad for you and tell you about the power podcasting for the lawyers law podcasting course. podcast is brought to you by power podcasting for lawyers. The only how to podcasting course designed specifically for attorneys where you can learn the ins and outs of creating and producing your own law podcast so you can grow your practice by building authority, affinity, and trust with prospective clients and referral sources. With short, easy-to-digest video and audio lessons and a community of like-minded lawyer podcasters, Power Podcasting for Lawyers is the best way to get your show off the ground smoothly and quickly. Learn more about Power Podcasting for Lawyers at lawpodcasting.com. And with that, I'm going to say a fond farewell to you for this time around and we'll see you again with another great episode and i'm going to be getting some more interviews in in the next uh next few weeks so i will look forward to bringing you that information and and hearing from some uh law podcasters some of whom we may have already interviewed once on the show but we'll be talking about other topics and uh and also some new folks and if you are a podcaster and would like to uh, come on the show i would be delighted to have you as my guest so uh Get in touch and let me know. And with that, I'm going to say thanks again for listening to the Law Podcasting Podcast and um, encourage you to keep on podcasting. <laughs>